previously on Masks and Mayhem. Austin texts you and says, so are you going to be there 10 o'clock on Friday? Up in the north end, we have these drug dealers. I don't know if they're trying to make a name for themselves or what, but they're dealing these uh, slam packs and it's kind of like steroids in a way where they kind of get like stronger, they're faster. I will hide in the alleyway, and then Myra can be up top on the roof, and uh, Ruby and Austin can play the the cutesy couple walking down the sidewalk. Bethany goes to walk out and says, All right, guys, good luck. Thanks. See you tomorrow. Coming right back, like, straight into action, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It, it, that's getting, that's staying in now. That's, that's, that's where actually Ruby's just cannon out of nowhere just said, yeah. <laughs> so you guys all just left Ruby's apartment, and you're heading uh, over to 315 Jackson Street near 5th Street. Try to catch the Blue Cross gang off guard during their deal, where they're trying to acquire some uh, slam packs. Some slammers. Slammers. Anytime you say slammers, I just go to pogs. Pogs. When we ended last time, you said that you were going to kind of split up a little bit. Uh, that Yardak was going to go into one alley beside the gang's hideout. And Austin, uh, a.k.a. Hornet, and Ruby were going to be on the other side. And then Hyperact, you were going to have her go up on the roof, rooftops of the buildings. Um, so, like, how are you all getting there? What's the what's the plan? You got like, you know, a good bit of distance between Ruby's apartment and and this location. I guess uh Austin and me and maybe Yardak can go in my van. I assume Hyperact would want to run there. Right. I can run straight up to the building. Okay. So you're like going to go ahead and like scout for everybody? Uh yes. I maybe should park like a block away though, just so like my van doesn't get like hurt and whatever happens. <laughs> Yardak, are you riding with them? Yeah, I'm with uh, Ruby and Hornet. So, like, yeah, t- tell me about, you know, getting in the van and, and heading out. T- tell me a little bit about your travels. Well, I lift my foot and I put it <laughs> into the van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, lightning came out of nowhere and struck Yardak and he died. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, so you've gotten in the van and you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see in the back of the van... Austin's like putting on his uh he's got like these black kind of fingerless leather gloves and he's putting on his goggles and bandana and uh pulling up the hood on his costume to hide his identity. I'm going to ask something which is do those goggles are the goggles just there to hide your identity or do they like help you at all in like fighting? It it helps a little bit but it it ain't it's it's nothing like techy it's just they're kind of got a special shine to them so I can see better in the dark. 
Okay. But mo- I guess so mostly there so people can't recognize you. Because it's like basically like a giant single pane ski goggle. Mm-hmm. And I-, I chose this so that like there wouldn't wouldn't be any blind spots. I very vividly can picture those ski goggles that all the douchebags wear that are like and he's wearing like a scarf and a hood and like fingerless gloves. He looks like such a tool. <laughs> <laughs> imagine it's imagine uh like, you know, what would you do if you had to make a costume like you don't have any budget and you don't happen to stumble upon some guy who makes <laughs> costumes for people. <laughs> Rachel, you know, probably something like that. Ruby, however, can make her own clothes. True. I'm I'm going to say to them I think we should park, like, a block away. That way people can't, like, you know, recognize my van or, like, read my license plate or whatever. Yeah. And also just so in case there's a big fight, it doesn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm a poor college grad. I got those. I got that student debt. Preach. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I was like, I was going to say, make, make sure we leave nothing in the van because I don't think okay. this is the nicest area. I mean, yeah, the, the North End is, like, you know, where everything is less expensive. Yeah, I'm gonna say don't leave anything in the van. It's gotten broken into before. Oh. I, I, I decided it's been broken into before, but I'm smart. Nothing expensive got stolen. They just assumed there'd be expensive stuff in there. Austin Hornet looks at you and says, All right, so I'm, I'm sticking with you, right, right Ruby? The, yep, that's the plan. My powers, my powers can be useful, but I'm not particularly strong, so I do better in a group. So you guys uh, back at the apartment were looking at the street view, and you were saying how like you were going to kind of split up between the two alleyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which alleyway are you going to, Yardak? The uh, on the right of the side of the building, or no? I'm going to be. The houses are connected, right? Uh, no, no, no. There's alleys in between each building in this area. Okay, then I'll be on the the left alley okay so you'll be in the left alley and then ruby you'll presumably be in the right side mm-hmm. okay so you guys are, are puttering along in the van and you park meanwhile myra you've kind of like run ahead a bit mm-hmm. and where where do you decide to stop um well since i have to be on top of the building then wouldn't it be a good idea for me to just go straight there there are like four buildings here there's the building actually that's the hideout and then three surrounding buildings, which one do you get on top of? I believe the plan was to be on top of that building. So Where the where the gang hideout right. is? So I'm just gonna run straight to the top of that. Alright, so Hyperact, you ran straight up and now you're on top of this uh roof. It's mostly dark, but there is a little bit of light coming from the one stairway that enters into the building itself. Uh, when you look around, you can see a couple cars parked on the road. Uh, you don't really hear any people. You hear like a stray cat meow, you know, sound of some rustling garbage, but you don't really see anybody. Uh, no guards standing outside or anything like that. Okay. What do you want to do? I want to call Ruby. Okay. I answer the phone and I put it on speaker and be like, okay, you're on speaker in my van. Okay. I just want to let you guys know that I'm here. I'm on top of the building. Um, and the coast is clear for now, as far as I can tell. Good to know. We should be there soon-ish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, at this point, you're really close by. Okay. And, like, close enough that I'm, like, that this is a good place for me to park? No, no, still a couple more blocks before you get to that point. Okay. Yeah, but to say you said it was, like, what, like, 40 blocks away? 
Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty far between Ruby's place and the uh, biggest neighborhood in the world, <laughs> the biggest little town in America. Myra, suddenly from downstairs on the building you're on, you hear like the front door open and like someone walks out, but they're they're out in the front and you're currently you're at the back of the building, so you can't see them. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I was trying to stay out of the light in case that would expose me. Okay. All right. So you're not gonna move any closer. Um. I mean, you're also on the top of a building. Yeah, yeah, they're on the bottom floor. Like, they came out the front door of the, of the bottom of the building. Could I see them from here? Yeah, yeah, like, if you leaned over the edge, you'd be able to see them. I lean over and I try to pay attention to what's happening. All right, so there's, like, a young kid, probably, like, 19, maybe 20, and he just walked out of the building. He's got one of the signature blue bandanas on. Ooh. Almost guaranteed to be with the Blue Cross gang. And this kid, he's got, like, a light mustache but he's like you know not really he hasn't been doing this very long he doesn't look particularly grizzled or anything right uh he leans against the building though uh like puts one foot up and just uh pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking it oh and suddenly another guy comes out now this guy a bit bulkier a bit angrier looking the the bigger guy looks at the kid and goes jade what are you doing out here i i, I want everyone inside when the deal goes down the young kid jade uh looks up at the guy and goes Ray, I just wanted to get a smoke break. I know, like, we got like an hour till they get here. I don't think, I don't think it's a problem for me to take a smoke break. And Ray goes, like, right up in his face and puts his finger at his chest and says, I make the calls here, not you. Jade throws his cigarette down, stomps it out, and kind of just, like, huffs back inside. And a moment later, Ray goes behind him and closes the door. Okay. And about that time now, Ruby, Yardak, and Hornet, you're about a block or so away. You've kind of reached, like, your... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna park here, and uh, pull my van over. Now let's hustle. And I uh, get out, and I make a mask for myself, and I put it on. Okay, and I don't know if we've ever established this. Does your van have, like, one of those, like, like an A-team van, like, where it has the big door on the side that you can just pull out? Oh, that's what I picture, 100%. Yeah, that's honestly what I've been picturing. Yeah, I haven't really been picturing, like, a minivan, more like a van van. Yeah, I'm picturing, like, that white van that's going to snatch a child. I imagine it being, like, gray, actually. We never really... I've been imagining black. Okay, so you've got this black van. Hides well in the night. True. So Austin kind of just, like, yanks the door open and jumps out and quickly closes it. And so you guys are, like like I said, like a block away. Austin's kind of, like, very... Like, he's definitely sticking to the shadows, but he's not, like, sneaking about. He's, like, just kind of marching towards the building. Okay, I try to go go forward, not to, like, try not to draw too much attention to myself. Okay, and Yardak, what are you doing? I'm gonna be, like, close, a little more, trying to be a little bit more discreet than Austin is being, and kind of, like, sticking to the walls, and not so much stompy. To be fair, I can look like a normal person walking around. It's a lot harder for Yardak. Yeah. It's these gills that give me away. It's also the fact that you wear like a, a swimsuit, you know, in the it's you know, actually this is a perfect time to remind you. You know what? If you got it, show it off. It is it is mid-January and it's cold in Riverside City. The temperature has fallen to near zero, and there is a bit of a harsh wind that's bringing it down even lower, and there there wasn't any snow or rain in the forecast for tonight, but it is bitter cold and uh, I'm actually going to need everybody to make a fortitude roll. Okay, I'm going to put Ruby, Ruby put a coat on before she left. I just want to say, like, she's dressed like a normal person. Also, because I'm underwater, uh, part of that is cold resistance. Okay. Like, does it, it just says cold resistance on the sheet? It's a built into it. I, let me look, because I 
pretty positive it's built into it. Okay, I just want to see if that requires you, you might still need to make the roll, and just you might get a bonus towards it. I rolled a 19, so 23. I have 12 total. Okay. Dan, did you have any luck? I don't have it written in there, but so, uh, whatever, I'll just do a regular roll. Wow, okay, that's a two. What's my modifier? Five altogether. <laughs> the winds are really whipping, and it's really cold, but, like, you're not feeling it particularly harsh right now. Still, it's only, like, 9 p.m., so, you know, the the night is still young, and it could get colder. I am going to ask Yardak, because I'm a good friend, and I know it's cold. Do you need a coat? That would be appreciated, Ruby. I would like that very much, actually. And I make a coat, and I hand it. It's not a particularly stylish coat. I can't make like a. Sh- I couldn't think of a designer for a second. Chanel coat. All right, all right. So now, so now you're you're a guy in a swimsuit wearing a <laughs> a fairly nice winter coat. Hell yeah, that's what you call <laughs> style. It is pretty dark though. Uh, you guys are nearing to the alleyways to the side of the building. Now there's lights in front of the building, but you can't really see as well into the alleyway. So if uh, if you want to make perception checks, that one should go a little better. Perception, 14. And it's going to be a negative 2. Can I splash my hands into the for a second? You mean like using Razzle Dazzle? Yeah, I, uh, that might draw attention, so maybe not. I just wanted to check if that's what you meant, because yeah. absolutely a flashbang going off inside of, inside of an alleyway would draw attention. I don't care what city you live in. So you said it's minus 2, though? Correct. Okay, so then it's a not natural 20. Okay. 22. You guys can actually see pretty well into the alleyway. Like, there's some trash cans and things that are out there. Uh, yeah, there's, like, some trash cans. There is some AC units. So this building has some kind of central air system. You can obviously see the front of the building where it's, like, pretty well lit. On the first two floors of the building, there are some very, very heavy, like, drapes in front of the windows, so you can't see into the rooms at all. Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> okay, I am going to text Myra. And say that we're here. Okay. And also, to be clear, you can see, uh, like, that there are no, like, big drapes on the third floor of the building. Uh, and it looks kind of just like a regular apartment inside from, you know, the little bit you can see from the ground floor. Okay. I'm going to ask Austin if he knows, like, where drug deals usually happen in, like, inside buildings. Because this isn't my area of expertise. Uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that these first two floors... Are, are draped up. I'd be willing to bet that one of those two is where, like, they're going to be storing the supply. Blue Cross Gang is moving all the time, so I've never seen this particular hideout. Okay. We got to get inside that building. And he and he takes a look around, and he says, you know, there's no one really out here right now. And, hmm. So, he, he and he actually uh, checks his phone, and he checks the time. The deal's not supposed to go down for a little while, so I don't, I don't think, like, they haven't been here yet. So, do we want to try to, do we want to take care of the guys inside before the the dealers get here, or do we want to, you know, try and catch them all at the same time? That's, that's the real question. As far as we know, there's only the two guys there? As far as you know right now, yeah, there's just two guys. Hmm. I am, is Yardak still standing next to us? Yeah. I'll say this is right before you guys split off. Okay, uh... Yardak, what do you think? Do you think we should try and go take care of those guys now? <laughs> Man, if it is just the two of them, that'd be the best option. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but our luck. As far as we know, we outnumber them right now. Yeah, and even if we don't outnumber them, we are still super powered. Yes. I'm going to text Myra and be like, I think we're I we're leaning towards trying to take out the people that are already here um out now, so that because we think we outnumber them right now. Okay. Should I meet you from upstairs? Because, I mean, there are, there's a stairwell entrance here on the roof. Okay. So, I guess meet inside? Yes. Does that sound good to you, Yardak? Hell yeah. Let's bust some skulls. Let's go. We quietly enter. So, wait, wait, what do you mean? You mean like you're trying to enter the building? Yes, we open the door. Uh, well, when you go to open the door, it's actually locked. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> Do any of us know how to pick a lock? Uh, Austin's powers, can he just kind of, like, kick it down? I mean... That, that would not be discreet. I'm going to... Wait, I'm going to text Myra and be like, is the, do- is the door on the roof locked? Good question. And then I guess I try it. I was say, is, is it locked? <laughs> is it locked? <laughs> when you go to try and reach, it's also locked. Oh, well... I think we're better trying to force open the door on top than the door down here, because they're less likely to be able to hear that. Yeah. And she said there's a ladder. Kamira, can you run us upstairs? Because I think we have to enter from up there. Well, didn't she say there was a ladder? Or like a uh, fire escape or whatever to go to the top? Yeah, I just ran up the building and there is a stair entrance there, but it's locked. Oh, like from the, into the From building. the roof okay, to inside, it. yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But so I, th- I think for us to get up there, Myra has to run us up. So instead of responding to that text, I literally just get down to where they are in like half a second, I guess. Yeah, this is easier. We'll just talk. Uh, would it fatigue her to run up, up there? Not necessarily fatigue her, but it would be uh, a little noisier. Oh, shit. How good are you? How good is your... Um... I can run faster than the speed of sound last time I checked. Yeah, no, no, uh, you're... I want to say being discreet, but what is that actually called? Stealth. Like, stealth, yeah. How How is your stealth? Uh, my stealth is... Four. So what do you guys say to that? Uh, I mean, as long as she can do it, I don't really mind so much the stealth. It, I mean, yeah. I think if you could try to do it stealthily, that'd be good, but, like, we can't. I don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to figure out what the fuck the sound is of someone running up the side of a building. Yeah, it's not something I don't like. Hear a sound that I'm like, you know what? That sounds like feet going up my wall. Austin looks at all of you and he's kind of swinging his arms back and forth. He says, "Are we going up?" Yep. Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Austin takes off with a leap to the top of the building. I forgot he can do that. Oh, oh right. wait. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like, I forgot he could do that, because each of us could take one person, and we'd all be there in one shot. Okay, so wait, so what happens when he leaps up to the top of the building, then? Could could you have taken someone, dude? Well, do you say that? I I said Austin a text, could be like, could you have taken one of us? And he leaps back down. Yeah, I guess. Okay, you, I'll, I I go with you, Yardak, you go with Myra. Alright. You're really not used to working in a team, are you? Hey, RC here again. Oh man, the culmination of a lot of bar visits and dark alleyway brooding justice. And I might be biased, but I'm super excited for what's coming next. 
However, like the step-up arc, the conclusion for the Indiegogo campaign for the short film Meanwhile is coming up, so let's help them raise just a little bit more. Comic fans, I need you to show up here. In short, it's the story of graphic designer David Rafferty. He loves Philadelphia, he loves his art, but his job has been nothing short of miserable. The support of his best friend Brooke and the modest success of his passion project webcomic are all he has. After some buzz, a local shop offers shelf space, and David and Brooke jump at the chance. But when David gets an opportunity for a job in DC, he has to face the prospect of leaving his best friend, his city, and the only world he's really known. Also, one of the donation perk tiers even includes a full 24-page graphic novel of David's webcomic character. Meanwhile is being made by some friends of the show, and once again, really would appreciate it if you would go and maybe just drop a little bit to support them. Uh, even just a dollar could make all the difference, but if you want more, like if you want to get the graphic novel, drop a little more. Uh, you can find them by following the link at our website at masksandmayhem.com support. Alright, well, let's get on back to the game. Uh, Myra, roll a, roll a stealth check. Um, 14. You take off with a bit of a, you kick, kick a couple rocks on the way, but like you run straight up the building and you're at the top. Okay. Uh, and it's just in time actually, because right as you do that, uh, the young kid comes back out. He kind of just slams his way through the front door. Does Austin take me at the same time? You all left and got together. So, like, you landed at the top, and, like, right as you landed, you hear the door kick open. That was close. And you just hear the kid grumbling downstairs. This is fucking bullshit. Ooh. Curse words. This is a children's show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking not. <laughs> who, who decided that? The way we reacted to Elon Musk was not children-appropriate. <laughs> Which, as a reminder, in-universe in was only two weeks ago. <laughs> oh god, I'm, I'm still not recovered in real time. So, yeah, so he's kind of just, like, grumbling and uh, kicking, like, kicking trash on the street. I would like to try and listen and see if I can hear him say anything that I think would be useful. Okay, uh, roll perception. Uh, do take a negative yeah, one, but- though. While we're waiting for her to roll perception, what are you guys doing? You know what, I want to I wanna try to hear, too. Okay, roll perception. Yeah, because, I mean, if he's crashing, like, buckets and stuff, I'm... All right, so Yardax rolling perception. Myra, are you joining in on this? Yes. Oh, mine's terrible. Six. Mine's not great. I got 21. Ooh, oh, wow. All right. No, wait, hold on. 11 plus 9 is 21, right? 20. The, the, the math skills in this group are actually astounding. Uh, and mine ended up being 14. 15. Okay, so yeah, the kid's, like, kicking trash around, and he, like, actually, like, kicks kicks a side of a car. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I didn't park my van here now. <laughs> he's grumbling, now he's getting fairly loud about it, he's like, this is fucking bullshit, they never, never let me do anything. You know, just, oh, Jade, go do this, Jade, go do that, and just, uh, it's fucking horseshit. <laughs> Jade, go wait outside, the dealers will be here soon. No fucking respect. Thank you, Jade. You have been very helpful. <laughs> that was not a character. <laughs> Jade pulls out a pistol and cocks it and puts it in his waistband. Okay. What do you guys think about Austin jumping down, getting Jade, and then just bringing him back up? Yeah. Hostage. Um, uh, might not be a good idea because he just put a gun in his pocket or... Take the gun away. What about you? It's in his waistband, like right? Like if you like zip down and just like knock him out and bring him up to the roof. 
Yeah. And and Austin looks at you guys and goes, I mean, I can definitely do that. I'm just saying that if we're going for the stealth thing, that's that's going to make a bit of noise. I don't think any of us know how to pick a lock, right? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, that'd be under uh, sleight of hand. I don't think. Do I have anything in sleight of hand? It's that you can that's... you can technically do it with a penalty, like well, in a technical sense, you're not supposed to be able to, but I'll let you do it. It'll just be a fairly heavy penalty. Okay, you know what? I'll try. Although I do want to hear, um, and and you can't because this is not a thing you have. What are you trying to use to pick the lock? What's your uh, what's your random item you have with you that happens to be possibly good for this? Moxie. I have a bobby pin. I was thinking it was going to be bobby pins. I was thinking bobby pins or paper clips. Oh. Dude, I use, I mean, I don't have one on me. Hold but on, I hold on, hold on, hold on, please. Ruby. I just want to say that can you just, you know, create a lock picking kit real That's quick? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Can't Ruby just generate one? Can, can I do that? It's literally just like little metal flippy things. Well, I was going to say, here's the, here's the question. Without Googling it, can you tell me any of the things that would be involved with that? You have the one that's like long with a, with a straight thing. Cause it's kind of like metal bars. Yeah, you're gonna basically get like two little metal hooks. Look, I'm imagining in Ruby's head she would make like the Skyrim one because that's like the one she's seen. Okay, so yeah, you're able to generate that. Okay, I, you're still gonna get a bit of a penalty because it's not a skill you have. But uh, try rolling a sleight of hand. Ooh, I don't have anything checked with it, right? So it's just the roll. Um. Well, no, it, there's gonna be. A penalty, but I rolled a 19. I'm going to say that you take a negative two penalty. Oh, my dexterity is eight. Probably you should do it, Yardek. I would say if she generates them, I can use them. Yeah. Do, I guess, should I just try with my ne- like me rolling 19 and see if that works? Yeah, I want to say that because uh, you didn't really discuss it. You just kind of did it. Yeah. <laughs> you tinker around a little bit and you're reaching down and you hear some clicks like, but something's not quite right, and you just don't get through. Okay, anyone else want to try? I'll try. You got a 15 plus 8 is 23. All right. Uh, you tinker around a little bit, and all of a sudden you hear it go click, and the door, the, the knob turns. Whoop! Nice, and I take away the lockpick kit real quick. Like, as, like the door is still open, but the lockpick lock kit is done, and we all go inside. Okay. I am going to lock the door behind us so they can't figure out. So later, if they're like trying to figure out how we got in, they don't know. <laughs> it's a three-story building, then? Correct. So wait, who took lead when you went into the building? Uh, I mean, I guess I moved my character first. I guess I can. Okay. Now that you're inside the building and the winds have stopped whipping in your face and you feel like significantly warmer, like it's very clear that they don't heat this like outer hallway, but it's just a lot cozier. Uh, the building... It's a little decrepit, like just some of the wallpapers peeling and things like that. And when you walk into this floor, there is a big, heavy oak door and then uh, another underneath, kind of one on top of another, the are the staircases. What do you guys do next? Just start making our way downstairs. Okay. As you go downstairs, you hear like a very like loud, like bassy thumping beat. Okay. I would like to still um, try to do it stealthily. Okay. Are you all trying to be stealthy? No point in one person doing it. Yeah, really, though. But, like, I don't feel like they're going to be hearing much, so, like, we, like, it's not the end of the world if we, like, make a teensy bit of noise. I don't think. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess I'll try to roll stealth then. 
Okay, so yeah, everyone, everyone roll stealth. Fourteen plus fourteen. Same fourteen. You make your way. The stairs are a little bit creaking as you go down, but you make your way down to the second floor, and the loud thumping bassy sound sounds like it's coming from the uh, apartment on this floor. So Yardak, you're still leading the pack. And she said she took the uh, the lockpick with her, right? Correct. She dissolved the lockpick kit. I can make another one. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you to make another one, and or well, first I'm going I'm going to uh, roll. I guess it'll be stealth for this to try to open that door, like quietly. Okay, Hornet's been at the back of the pack. You're just kind of following behind you guys, seeing what's going on. And Myra, despite being so fast, has just been somehow been in the middle the whole time. <laughs> Well, first, I'm, I mean, I have to see if the doors, they could have just have it unlocked. No, the door is locked. It's, uh, you know, pretty, pretty hard lock. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's what I was just testing in the first place was to see if it was locked or unlocked. So, uh, okay, I'm going to then roll for uh, sleight of hand, which is a plus eight. Okay, so that was a not nat 20. You're able to get in. You hear it click. The door handle then turns. Now this is a stealth roll. To try to, like, okay. see what's going on behind this door. I'm going to kind of, like, peek. Okay. Yeah, roll stealth. And my stealth, I what was a plus five, I think, to that 13, so 18. Okay. So you go to open the door slightly, and luckily you catch yourself just in time because there's a chain on the door from the inside. But when you pull it, you don't, you're like, like, you feel the tension and you stop, so it doesn't make, like, a clang or anything like that. But you can see inside the room... When you look inside the room, it's also kind of dingy looking. Uh, there's some, you know, kind of basic tables just sitting out. And then there's some like ratty recliner chairs. And then they're in the center of the room. It's just a whole bunch of propane tanks. Uh, there's one guy that's kind of just like lazily sitting in the recliner off in the very opposite corner. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of got his eyes closed. And the, you know, the bassy dance music is just going. And he's just kind of like nodding his head to it. Okay. So this music is pretty loud. Fairly loud. Okay, I'm going to ask Ruby to uh, make a pair of bolt cutters. I make a pair of bolt cutters? Yeah, I'm going to chop the chain. Yeah. Okay. I, did, I was trying to think of ways to use my powers to fix this, and I couldn't think of any. And you were just like, make some bolt cutters. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> While you're doing that, the guy yells out, um, and he's still got his eyes closed, and he goes, Hey, Anatoly, uh, when's, when's the dealer's going to get here? Is it going to be soon? I'm getting antsy. And all of a sudden you hear a voice yell out, Tim, calm the fuck down. <laughs> okay. Anatoly <laughs> and Tim. All right, so you've made a, a, a box or a bolt cutters? Yeah. Well, she did. Okay. Uh, are you going to try and use them? Yeah, I'm going to give them to someone who's stronger than me, which would be... It's actually egg. really, really easy to cut bolts with bolt cutters. I'm going to, again, open the door just a little smidge and then go snip. I'm going to do that and roll stealth. Okay. Plus five. Ooh, yikes. Eight. Eight total? Yeah, eight total with my plus five. It was a three. I mean, like, it's loud music, so, like, I was just hoping for some stealth, but I mean, like, if anything, this is the fight, so. So the chain falls off and onto the ground, and you open the door slightly, but uh, Tim has not seemed to have noticed anything. Does Hornet carry any weapons? No, because he has, like, his electro punch. Yeah, I didn't know if, like, if he had, like, other things on him other than me just going, like, hey, Ruby, can you generate, like, oh, my god, I have my spear. Never mind. 
Okay. You do. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we're gonna need it for Myra to, like, go in real fast, knock him out, and then, like, run back out. Oh yeah, do that. A speed knockout. <laughs> and I'm behind everybody, so I have to, like, well, I mean, I'm fast enough to so just move, right? And also, he's not really suspect, like, he doesn't notice anybody's here. Uh, yeah, you're gonna roll unarmed attack, and you will actually get a, uh, a slight bonus, um, because the guy's, like, caught unawares. Oh, okay. So, unarmed attack. Surprise, motherfucker. Oh. Ooh, 20. Okay, uh, one second. I need to roll. What is your damage? My damage is... It looks like damage is three. Fast attack? Yes. Damage three, strength-based, multi-attack, and selective on five damage. So you definitely hit him. What do you do after you hit him? I guess it looks like a blur because I literally just go and hit him and... <laughs> okay, so you run in and you punch him in the face and he just goes, Ugh, and slumps down like face first in the chair and he's like bleeding out of his nose a little bit. But when you ran in, you were able to see into the kitchen, which is where Anatoly is like chopping, chopping up uh, some food. Uh-huh. So that is an open doorway? Yes. Okay. Hey, Myra, I feel like uh, doing that one more time. As uh, you say that to her, though, suddenly you hear the door downstairs reopen again and slam shut. Ooh. So more people. Down on the first floor. And that kind of prompts Anatoly to uh, walk out uh, into the living room there. So then he'd spot us, right? But but I can do that again before. Uh, well, he's walking out and he goes, yeah, Tim, they'll be here soon. We'll get, you know, we'll, we'll do the trade off, let's say, and then... Uh, and then tomorrow we get to have the real fun. And as he's saying, the, like, the real fun, it's when he walks out and he sees Tim slumped over uh, and kind of shakes him a bit and then looks up and he sees, uh, from from the opposite corner, he sees Yardak. And he just goes, what the fuck? As he's saying that, you can, like, just, like, zip over and knock him out again. Can't I stop him in his tracks before this whole thing finishes? <laughs> just knock him out, please. Just zip on over and fuck him up. All of this happened at the same time. Like, Yardak looks at you and goes, can you? And then you hear the door slam, and then you hear this exchange. Well, I would like to think my reactions are quick enough that I want to stop the trouble before it starts. Okay, make another attack check. Ooh, 20 plus 10 makes 30. I'm pretty sure I got it. Yeah, so you, like, in one fell swoop, swing in there... Like, you knock him right off his feet, and he lands on the on his back on the ground. Mm, yay? <laughs> and you hear um, a voice from the bathroom go, Whoa, Anthony, Tim, what's going on? Damn it. Where are all these people coming from? Once more with feeling, Myra. Uh, but the door is, is closed at the moment. Yeah. I knew that there was going to be some motherfucker in there when he had that shit blocked out. <laughs> and this is where I'm going to have you guys roll initiative. Can I try, go like, doing putting on a deep voice and go, nothing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All right, before we roll initiative, I'm going to let you do that as a deception check. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it couldn't hurt at this point. Like, <laughs> either we're about to fight. I mean, either way, we're fighting. Oh, my God. I have a 10 in deception, and I rolled a 13. Yeah, but it still doesn't negate the fact that what you did was fucking improbable, and he just goes, who the hell is that? Uh, so everyone roll initiative. 30. My name is 14 plus 
I actually rolled well for once during initiative. I actually apparently care this time. 23. 23. How do we decide who rolled? Because we rolled the same. Uh, it's whoever has the higher dexterity. I think Keith's more dexterous than me. Myra, you said 30? Yeah. Austin? Yeah, yeah, I know. I have to get him too. And surprise, surprise, Myra is going to be first. No, wait, that's not surprising to anybody. She fast. She get. She go in, she go out, she attack. That's her fucking theme song right there. Boom. I need you to record that little bit <laughs> and then give, get some snappy music behind it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you hear uh, a scuffle downstairs of people and you hear the kid Jade yell, Hey, Mario, what's going on up there? Can I try it again? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, actually, no, because as as uh, <laughs> as he says that, uh, Jade from the first floor comes around to the staircase, and he's looking up, and you and him lock eyes, Ruby. <laughs> so, what, is, what? How does Ruby look in this scenario? <laughs> Surprised, I'd imagine. <laughs> I have a like a black dress on, some tights, a coat, and a mask on. <laughs> and is it like a is, is it like the purple mask? Like the, the galaxy themed? Yeah, it's the mask from the costume. Tuxedo from mask. The picture. Tuxedo mask. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you and he pulls the gun out of the waist of his pants. I would like to use my hero point. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's not your turn. It's Myra's turn. Oh, no. Myra. I assume I'm seeing all of this happen, right? Uh, well, you heard the kid yell and then you heard him stop. Did I see him go to take his gun out? No. Oh. Yeah, speaking of the free action, so I'm gonna be like, gun! Gun! <laughs> okay, so I hear Ruby shout gun. I run right at him and I knock it out of his hand. Oh, okay. Like, you know that move they do on TV shows where they, like, karate chop it and it goes across, flying across the room? Yes, I am familiar. So you're gonna make an attack check with a negative two penalty. What? What's that for? That's what happens when you try to disarm. Oh, okay. That is a 19 and 29, 27. Damn. Yeah, I, I, that was a pretty good roll. I rolled a 19 and my unarmed attack is 10. Yeah, you knock the gun and it goes uh, flying out of his hands. And like you were just like a blur. So he looks down and, and sees like his hand like moving almost like involuntarily, basically. <laughs> And he looks up and he just sees you in what I assume is like your full hyperact outfit. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, holy shit. I'm just gonna say, hi. Very Buffy-esque. Like she like kind of like does a little hair flip and just like, hi. Uh, so Ruby, it is your turn then. I'm going, I'm, try- I'm trying to think because I was going to do the flash thing to like blind him. But that seems a little pointless now. You know what? I'm going to try and blind him so he can't get his gun back. Okay, but uh, just a reminder that uh, Myra is also in front of you. Oh, no. Should I try and put him in a box so we can't get away? I'm gonna go for it. Um, my create is... 22. Total. Jade, after you know his little confrontation with Myra, suddenly sees the walls of the boxer face around him, and he backs up a little bit, but he hits the back of the wall, and then tries to go forward, and the rest of it forms around him. Ooh, the terror. There are, for the record, there are holes in this box. Where are the holes, to be clear? There are tiny holes on the very top of the box. Okay. And then, Yardak, it is your turn. 
Okay, so homeboy on the stairs is taken care of. We still have homeboy in. You hear, yeah, there's the guy in the bathroom, and you hear a scuffle of people downstairs. So they heard us. Uh, yeah, I would say it's it's uh not a big lot big leap to say that you are you are not hiding anymore. Uh, we should probably take out the guy that's up here, like this guy that's still up here, right? Ooh, question. <laughs> you just flood the apartment. Yeah, literally, my question is, that guy is in the bathroom, and there's a lot of water in a bathroom. You cannot see the water, though. No, but can't I, like, call it to me and, like, flood the bathroom? And by, like, flood, I mean, like, drown him? No. Lame. It just got dark real quick. <laughs> Fun fact, they killed off my D&D character for that last week. Okay, um, then, in that case, let's, what, what else is in that room? Can we, like, shut him? Like, is that a big, long table on the side? Can we... Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a big table on the side, there's the propane tanks. Yeah, let's uh barricade him in there so he can't get out, and then as they come up the steps we can like take them out. Cause it'll be bottlenecked. Uh but I like how do we do that while in combat? <laughs> or in initiative? Well, I mean if you're if you're attempting to move the table, then I'm just gonna say that you were able to move it. Um but that's gonna be your move and your action. Uh like Yardak is strong enough to move a table, that's pretty certain. Yeah. Is that what you want to do? Sure. All right, so you move, you take that table that's on the side, which you notice had a uh, like a little paper sign on it that said slam packs. <laughs> like this was the table to put this was the table to put them on. I like how they it was like a like a cookout and like you're like your grandma went a little crazy and labeled all the food. So you move that table in front of there and that's your move. And suddenly the uh the handle jiggles inside of the bathroom. Mhm. So he tries to open the door, but he, like, obviously it wedges up really quick against the table. And all of a sudden you hear, Hurrah! And the door smashes, like, into four pieces, and all, like, the shards fly out at, like, just past you, Yardak. Oh, okay. Someone's been sampling their product. That's, uh, yeah, so Mario, he has to, like, hop the table, like, through, the, like, what's left of the door frame, And, like, he's on the table now looking down at you, Yardak. Suddenly... Jade downstairs is like pounding on on the uh, box and just yelling, "Guys, guys, someone's here!" Myra, did you stay down like near Jade after you like you know knocked the gun out? Yeah, because she couldn't dazzle. Yeah. So Myra, then you're the only one who sees this as uh, six dudes come out of the first floor apartment. God damn it! So then I sh- I shout like, uh, "We got more company!" Oh, sorry. It's actually four guys and two girls run out. Oh, so wouldn't I be able to see it? I didn't go into the apartment. You can see down the staircase. I guess, yeah, you can see, like, very, like, faint outlines. Like, you can't really see them too well, because, like, they're all kind of lined up. Okay. But suddenly, the big bulky dude that was yelling at Jade earlier points at Myra and says, Get her! Uh. And all of them pull out guns. Rude. <laughs> Rude. I have no idea. Is it my turn? Now it is Myra's turn again. Okay. Good. <laughs> Technically, I'm at the bottom of the stairs, and there's six guys in front of me. Mm-hmm. Ruby and Yardak are still on this floor with... My instinct is to run upstairs before I get shot. When you say upstairs, where do you mean? Like, where Ruby and Yardak are. All right, so you run up back next to Ruby, I'm guessing? Ruby is also in their line of vision, isn't she? Technically, a couple of them can see her, yes. Is it possible for me to, like, grab her and... Move both of us to the, like, middle of that room. Okay, make a roll with a strength check. 
My strength is two. I rolled a 13, so 15. Okay, so yeah, you you grab Ruby, and where do you take her? Uh, I'm going to say right next to Yardak. So you guys move into move into that room where Yarek's at. Oh, also in the commotion when Mario broke through that door. Fuck Austin, he's still out there. I did forget about him. He was actually last in the round anyway, so he runs down the stairs and kind of like puts himself in front of the doorway, like between the apartment and the hallway. Okay. And so, sorry, a uh, little bit of a retcon. When Mario like smashed the door open and the pieces went flying, a bunch of them went into the stereo and broke it, so the music stopped. What what about our sick beats? Yeah, I'm sorry you can't kick ass to sick beats right now. But that would look so cool. Hornet looks back through the doorway and goes, All right, guys, any other plans? I think it's time to fight. And he cracks his knuckles and he goes, I think you're right. And they glow like glow sticks. Yeah. It's time for a sweet raid party. <laughs> One thing he's going to do on his turn before the round resets is he is going to actually, he flips the lights off inside the hallway. Oh, right, because he can see well in the dark. So, Myra, your thing was grabbing Ruby and moving her, so now it's Ruby's turn. Oh, yeah. And you're just in this room with, uh, in this apartment where Antony and Tim are knocked out in the corner, uh, and Mario is standing on top of this table just looking very pissed off at the three of you. And he is, like, he is, like, even more jacked than the, the guy who was yelling at Jade earlier. Okay, I would like to move, so I'm right in front of Mario, Mm -hmm. but in a way where I can do this flashy thing and not be next, like... Not get it in front of okay. Yardak and, and Myra. So I roll. Or actually, no, wait, no. For this, you don't roll uh, for the Razzle Dazzle. Oh, right. Dazzle, he just has to make the, uh, I'll say the save. How'd it go? <laughs> Des- describe to me what you do exactly. I run up, put my hands up, and just a bunch of, you know, more rave lights are happening, I guess. Just colorful light popping out of my hands, and I just go as close to his face as I can. And so he was looking right into it when it happens. He just, like, screams out and grabs his eyes. Perfect. And kind of, like, falls to his knees. And just goes, like, ah! Okay, so you have just straight up flared uh, Mario right in the eyes, and he falls to the ground onto his knees. Don't mess with me. It's Yardak's turn now. All right, I'm going to uh, snatch a bunch of water out of the pipes that he was just in the bathroom using and then just blast the shit out of the big guy. So when you say blast, like, what are you doing exactly? Like, you're just like, what, like hitting him in the back with a wave? Yeah, it's not even going to be like like water whips. It's just going to be like a giant, just like a, basically like a, I don't know, blob of like just this. I'm imagining flubber, but water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, just but a very angry flubber. All right, make the attack check. No, oh, I'm using, uh, I'm not accepting that. I'm going to use my luck. You're gonna use your, okay, what'd you get, though? A nat one. <laughs> oof. Yeah, big oof. Or actually, because um, uh, I have a other thing, ultimate effort, spend a hero point to get an effective 20. Okay, so what, what are you doing? Are you using that? Uh, I'm going to use that to make it a 20. All right, what's your uh, damage? Five. So while he's on the ground, like, holding his his eyes, uh, suddenly the water hits him and pushes him over, and he actually sort of, like, tackles into you. Like, not, like, not attacking me, but, like, he, like, stumbles forward into me. Yeah, he he stumbles forward and, like, falls, like, onto you, and you kind of just get out of the way in time, and he falls onto the ground, but he's still, like, on his hands and knees. Like, he's still conscious. Okay. It's actually his turn. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and he just like suddenly starts breathing like really heavily and like you see like the veins in his muscles start to like uh like pop out and he like almost seems to grow a little bit and he just goes and he swipes up at you yeah what's your uh parry plus 10 15 uh you're gonna need to roll a toughness save okay oh yikes okay so nine Mario, like, from the ground after, like, growling and, and growing bigger, swipes up and just, like, backhands you with his forearm. Mm-hmm. And you fly back and you actually hit the wall behind you where the table used to be. And you take a negative negative one toughness save uh, for future saves. Oh, yikes. Good thing I moved the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, like, you hear the group downstairs suddenly go, you hear the big guy go, get, get upstairs, we gotta get them. And you hear a bunch of, uh people trudging upstairs suddenly you just hear what sounds like bodies hitting other bodies and a bunch of zaps i'm glad he's in our shed but then you hear a couple gunshots that's not good austin stumbles into the room with you guys and he has like another bullet wound he's taking a couple shots now as you can see uh there's like blood all over his gloves and he goes all right Round two, and he just cr- falls over onto the floor. When he fell over, you heard some feet running up the stairs. But to say how many uh, made it after that beating? You can make a perception check, but like you can't tell just offhand. Oh, true. Um, Alright, fuck it. Let's find out. Let's roll a perception check. Ooh, my roll's amazing. God damn Was it. Was three, one, five, two. I rolled 17, and my perception is 9, so that's 26. I rolled a four. It's a ten. Ten. Actually, no, you can you can tell, like, there's some people clearly jumping over, like, they have to jump over something to get there, and you hear more people actually coming from the apartment downstairs, too. So you hear four people running up the stairs. Four? Yes. And it's my turn. Yes. All those four people are together. Yeah. I'm gonna try to do one of those things where I run and I punch and I do that over and over. <laughs> Like, you want to do a multi-attack? Yes. Yeah, so if you want to roll your multi-attack, you're going to be- Are you trying to hit all four of them? Yes. So, I rolled 20, my unarmed attack is 10. So then, actually, it's 29 for the first one? Yep, and then what's the next one? Okay. 12 plus 10 is 22. Then it's minus 2? Negative 2, so that's 20. Still pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> you can also have your hero point yet. Right, but it's, I guess it's not that bad when you add my unarmed attack, which is 10. So 8 plus 10 is 18, but minus 3 would make it 15? Yep. Oh, oh, 14 then. Oh, I was wrong about the math, but we are doing it right otherwise. Um, so it's actually a negative 4 penalty to all the rolls. Oh, I don't like that. So then it's 26, 18, 14, and 14. Okay, so let me just do a roll real quick. So the first two people that you hit, the I'm which two do you hit? The ones that are closest to me. Okay. So yeah, that that person at the end of the table, and then yeah. So the two guys that you hit, you're gonna knock them out. The other two don't get knocked out, but they get hit. Oh. So tell me about what this all looks like uh, from your perspective. Okay, Myra runs towards antagonist number one with her purple lightning crackling all around her she punches him in the face and knocks him out 
And without stopping, she goes on to antagonist number two. Punches him, knocks him out. And then attempts it two more times, but those people don't get knocked out. So she runs back to where she started. Well, that's the end of your turn, then, if you're moving and attacking and moving back. Right. Which makes which means that it's Ruby's turn again. And remember, Ruby, that Mario, the guy that you had just dazzled, uh, slammed Yardak with his forearm and, and Yardak flew across the room. But he's still, like, holding his eyes, like, and, like, he even let them go, and he's, they're, like, so watering, like, they almost have, like, a white sheen about them, like, he cannot, he clearly is, like, cannot see right now. Blinded by light. Um, so he couldn't notice if I moved away from him real quick. <laughs> Presumably not. Okay, how far can I go in a turn? Uh, thir- you can move up to 30 feet. Okay, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see if I can get to, like, in front of where Hornet is. Yeah, you could definitely get there. I'd like to get there, and then I would like to... Or can I get to the door? Yeah. Okay. And I... Do I see who's there? You see a guy and a girl that are on the ground knocked out, uh, and you see another guy and a girl uh, that have, like, bloody streaks across their faces, and they're, like, kind of, like, holding holding them, but also have guns in their hands. Okay, but they can see me, right? Yes. Okay, I'd like to razzle-dazzle them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And by the way, there's still, like, a dude in a box, right? Yeah, down at the bottom. I love putting people in boxes. It's so fun. And suddenly, through the darkness, your razzle-dazzle lights the room up again. They, uh, the one actually holds his hand up, and he, like, kind of takes a step back, but he actually trips and falls down the stairs. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you hear him collide with the box at the bottom. And then the, uh, the other girl, like, holds up, holds up her hand and is like, ah! And, and she, like, rubbing at her eyes really quickly. And then I don't have enough movement to get away, right? No, no. Well, then I'm here, then. Okay. Then it is your turn, Yardak. Alrighty. So we have the... Okay, I'm, you know, I'm just going to focus on the big dude. We might want to... Because you, you're our healer. Uh, You might want to heal Hornet. Yeah, Hornet is currently unconscious. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, let's uh, patch your own boy up. So, uh... Because the other dude is still down on his hands and knees and can't see, so... Uh, he's standing up, but he is, like, kind of, like, just swiping at the air, like, he cannot see. Um, and then, okay, so I'm going to roll to heal, and that is... Ooh, I got a 19, and then... I'm going to say that that's enough, actually, like, he coughs up a bit of blood, and you see some of the wounds, like, healing. Uh Uh-huh. And the bullets kind of, like, wedging their way out, and you hear them, like, tink onto the ground. Tink, tink, tink. It was three shots, right? (laughs) And he opens his eyes. He's definitely not, like, 100% patched up, but he's awake now. And he goes, huh, guess you like me after all. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's your turn, then, Yardik. You healed him. Yeah. Is he... Okay. So my question is, like, he's healed. Is he okay to, like, do things? Or... He's awake, but he's definitely still, like, injured. Okay. I didn't know if he was going to be, like, ready to be, like, back in the fight or not. No, he can definitely fight. As you're healing him, suddenly you hear Mario over near the bathroom still groan and he wipes at his eyes again a bit more the white sheen has kind of like fallen away oh no he just starts like like a bull like (sighs) like gearing up Mm -hmm. you see him like flex more and grow just again like we're not talking too much like he's only growing maybe like an inch taller but it's like noticeable uh and his muscles grow up a little bit creepy yeah and he actually swipes at you myra He hit you, and now you need to make a toughness save. 
plus five is 14. It's 14. So he raises his arms up and comes smashing down on Myra and knocks her down. Like she just falls like prone to the ground. And he looks around at the two of you and just grunts heavily as he grows another inch. This week's Intel Drop is brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. From when he was young, Jonah Turner has watched as post-humans began to make their mark on the world. He dreamed of one day fighting alongside them, but the powers never came. Instead, Jonah threw himself into his work and became a leading researcher in the field of post-human abilities. Not long after graduating, his work was noticed by Union, who recruited him. It was an offer he couldn't pass up as a single father looking to give his daughter a life she never had. A few years later, during a routine experiment, an accident occurred. In the aftermath, Turner learned that he had gained the extraordinary powers he had always wanted. With one hand, he gained healing abilities. The other could decay living matter at an extraordinary rate. After keeping the abilities a secret, he eventually revealed them to his superiors. He was considerably older than many of his counterparts, but he threw himself into training to work in the field. Using the codename Siphon, he can begin to become the hero he's always wanted to be. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Pope Brendan Brownson. Looking for someone on YouTube to make you laugh, plus someone who creates original music and cool remixes? Well, the Pope of the Internet has you covered. You can find a link to their channel at masksandmayhem.com support. Now, let's get back to the game. You hear some voices from downstairs. Guys, did you get them? What's going on? Sounds like two, maybe three people. And then you hear one of them go, one of you, go check on the girl. What girl? Does he mean? Yes, yeah, the girl. And they start trudging upstairs. Whose turn is it? Let me roll real quick. We're going to restart at the top of the round. Uh, it is Myra's turn. But I'm knocked out, right? No, no, you're not knocked out. You're just on the ground. Like, you've been knocked down. But I get up again. Nothing's going to keep me down. <laughs> I mean, a couple more knocks to the head like that. Actually, you do need to put down uh, that you did take one uh, damage. Oh, no. The people that you just heard are coming from downstairs. Oh, so they're more. Yeah, they called out, hey, are you guys okay up there? And then told one, go check on the girl. Okay. And the other two started coming up the stairs. Does her getting up count as an action? Actually, for Myra, it's a free action, I believe. Yeah, she oh, has- Oh, cool. She has instant up. She's fast. Fast. Shush up. Let's say that I tried knocking those two people out. The two people coming up the stairs? Yeah. With, this, with the same multi-attack. Roll and take a negative two penalty on both rolls. Three minus two is 21. Okay, so that was your first one. Roll another. Is 25. Okay. Wow. So you ran down the stairs and like they didn't have a chance to really even move. Uh, You just like pummeled a bunch of of uh fists into their chests they slumped back against the box that jade is inside oh. who you can hear like just kind of yelling guys guys what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i reply to jade i say don't worry about it okay uh so it's ruby's turn then okay so basically everyone from downstairs is knocked out now everyone that you can currently see so it's just big beluga except for yeah big beluga <laughs> okay guess who i'm gonna try to put in a box is it big beluga mario right that's his name Yes, Mario. Ooh. Create. 21. 
so you see the shimmering form of the box, uh, you know, kind of phasing around Mario, who has his vision back, and he kind of blinks again as, you know, kind of not believing what he's seeing. But as the box forms, he uh, just throws a forearm straight through it. Rude! <laughs> and bits of rock just kind of fly out uh, towards Ruby, Hornet, and Yardak. Uh, nothing damaging, just, but, like, the box. And he just is able to, like, so he only has, like, one arm through it as it forms, and he just uses that one arm to get leverage and just kind of crush through the rest of it. Okay, rude. Yeah, I, I run across the room trying to put as much distance with, between myself and Mario, because I was hoping he'd be trapped. But no, he had to be rude like that. So now it's you and the giant uh, pile of propane tanks between you and Mario. Okay. And so now it's actually Yardak's turn. Hmm. I wonder. Kim. If, okay, I, okay, can't kill people. I was like, I could just throw a force shield around us and just blow the propane tanks up. That's fine. Can I do that? I mean, you probably could, but please don't kill me. No, I was just saying, I'll put a force field around us. And also, uh, My- Myra is not in the same room as you. It is worth mentioning uh, that there is an apartment above you. Going to, instead of whipping, going to throw an ice bolt at uh, Baluka Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask why you keep calling him Baluka Boy? Just because he's a big Baluka. (laughs) I forgot. What's his name? Mario? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to throw an ice bolt at Mario. Uh, So, yeah, Mario's stepping out of the rubble of the box. And looking right at you and roll for uh, an attack. 19. So you throw the ice lance and he actually like dips to the side and grabs it out of the air. What is this guy's? What the fuck? But he also grabbed it so hard that it like crushed and like fell to the ground and shattered. Okay. And he just looks, and he looks kind of dumbfounded, like, down at his hand and down at the ice. I'm gonna throw a fucking force field around us. Alright, who are you throwing it around, like? Me, Ruby, and Hornet. And what's your rank again? Uh, plus five. I would actually say that you can extend it. Uh, if you're trying to form, like, a bubble, you, can, you can't you can extend it far enough to hit Ruby, but if you do it as, like, just a straight, like, solid wall, you could. Oh, just, like, a wall across the room? Oh, yeah, that's, oh, didn't think about that. Yeah, let's do that instead of a bubble. Okay, so you throw the force field up, and then it's actually Mario's turn. He shouldn't get a turn. He's rude. And he, almost like a bull, starts, like, uh, shoving, like, his foot against the ground, and just takes off running, like, arms out at his sides, like, like he's about to tackle at you. Just Naruto running. Uh, what is your dodge plus ten? That's what I need. Fifteen. So he runs, and he, like, tackles into the, into the force field, and... It almost, like, shatters from how hard he hits it, but he actually is thrown back onto the ground and lands on his butt. <laughs> Good. And he, like, swipes at it again, and if he could, Dean would just be billowing out of his nose right now as he just huffs in a rage. Yeah, boy. Hornet's still, like, kind of, like, wobbling, like, on his feet. He, al- he actually grabs onto your shoulder, Yardak, to hold himself up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The dealers are going to be here soon. Do you think... Should we get out? I don't I know what we should do now. Should we get out of here? I think that we need to stay here and fight these guys because if they have somebody... Because if they have somebody held hostage, then we either need to A, save them, or B, they could potentially be somebody that could help us. And then, as a completely different reason, 
if we don't stop them now, then that means a bunch of drugs are going to be distributed. And more people will have powers like Big Baluka over here. And Hornet just goes, you're completely right. All right, I have a plan. Lay it on me. You let the force field down, I take on the big guy, you you try and find out what's going on downstairs. You, you got a couple holes in you, bud. Um, is that the wisest choice? Nothing else we can seem to throw at him is doing any good. True. I In this plan, do I go with Yardak then? Yes. Okay. Uh, if you really think you can take him, I don't want you to sacrifice yourself for anything. No sacrificing yourself. I'll buy us the time, and I'll meet you downstairs. Just find out what's going on. And if we can secure this place before the dealers get here, then, well, I think it'll be easy enough to take on a couple delivery boys. All right. You got it, Austin. I'm going to let the force field down as Ruby and I walk out of the room. (laughs) Walk sounds very calm, but okay. Maybe run. As you go out the room and you let the force field down, Hornet leaps up into the air and does like a spin and breaks the, the lights that are on the ceiling in the room. Ooh, he really likes it dark. Dramatic. And the last thing you see in the room is just uh, the fist lighting up. Okay. Um, should we try and go into the room they were coming out of? See if there's anyone else in there? Yeah, I think we should go in there and check it out. Definitely. When you go to open the door, it is uh, actually unlocked. Perfect. I'm gonna go in there. So when you go into the room, uh, you are actually really shocked. So you see one woman holding a gun. Pointed at a tied-up Bethany. What the hell? Well, Ruby hasn't seen yet, right? No, I would actually say that you guys can all, like, Myra, you're the only one in the room, but the rest of them can see. Okay, so they're like... That was Rachel's what the hell, for the record. So the other two can see into the room. What do you do? Um, I'm gonna try and do that, like, karate chop gun out of your hand thing again. So you're gonna make an unarmed attack with a negative two penalty for disarming. Okay, so... Okay, 11 plus 10 for unarmed attack is 21. So yeah, 19. All right, you karate chop and the gun goes flying across the room. It actually does discharge (gasps) and it's a wall. Okay. Oh my God. So Ruby is sitting there like speechless, like how the hell did Bethany get involved in this? So this this woman though, after you karate chop the gun, does grab Bethany, Uh, puts her in like a chokehold. Okay. I moved back to where I was, so, like, because I obviously don't want to seem threatening. So, okay. like, I karate chopped and then went back to where I was. In the initiative, it is Ruby's turn, unless you're doing, like, a free action. I'm going to say, don't hurt her. Um, Ruby's a little in shock. Makes, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um. Understandable. Bethany is looking at you all, and her eyes are, like, really wide uh, and watering, and she uh, is shaking. I said, just, just, just let her go. I, she has nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah, likely story. Some nosy little brat comes skulking about here, and then you three show up right before a big deal. Uh-huh. Not involved at all, I'm sure. And she, like, tightens her arm around Bethany, and you hear Bethany kind of gulp a bit. She really doesn't. And is there a way that I could, like, move right in front of the lady, uh, but not like not really be in front of Bethany, or they're too close together right now. Yeah, like because she is holding Bethany in front of her. I would like to try and subtly hint to Bethany to close her eyes. Okay. Um. 
Although I can't, oh, I can't, that can't be a bonus action, can Do it? Do you guys know each other well enough to have a secret sign language? Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to tell me, like, either what you're doing or uh, what action you're making, and we're going to roll for it. But I was thinking that Bethany might know if I'm putting my hands up, Bethany knows what my powers are. So she might think to close her eyes. She's going to have to make an insight check to see if she knows that. And I'm saying, like, please, please stop. And then I, uh, to her, like, I'm trying acting like I'm begging to the woman, please, please stop. And I'm trying to aim as much at the, at the lady. And I try to do razzle dazzle. Before you do it, Bethany cocks an eyebrow, but clearly doesn't recognize what you're doing. Ah, no! But luckily, at the last minute, uh, she closes her eyes. Yay, I was at the last second. This is all seconds, right? Yeah, she closes her eyes when she sees your hands start to light up, but the woman doesn't, and lets Bethany go to grab at her own eyes. Okay. She's, like, grabbing at her eyes, but she's not incapacitated. Okay. She let go of Bethany. She's about to be. Is it my turn? (laughs) So, yeah, you moved and did your thing, so now it would be Yardak's turn. Water whip. So, tell me what you're doing, Yardak. Now that she, like, has thrown Bethany to the side, I'm going to... uh, Do we have any kind of descriptors for this lady, by the way? She's very, very, like, fraily thin, uh, blonde, ponytail, uh, clothes are a little ratty. Uh, now that Thug Lady has thrown Bethany to the ground and there isn't anyone in front of her, I'm going to water whip her and try to incapacitate her. Okay, uh, describe to me what the water whip mo- motion looks like. It's like fly fishing, but a lot more aggressive. So like that hard kind of snap? Yeah, because I'm not like looking to like chip or anything. I just This is just damage. Okay, uh, roll your attack. Oh no. Um... Oh, I didn't use my hero point last time. I just used my lucky. Yes. Okay, so then I'm going to use it, and that'll be 20 plus 5 then, so 25. Okay, what's your damage? Uh, Damage is plus 1 per rank, so 5. She lets go of her eyes when the whip cracks into her chest and knocks her back, and she, like, just kind of, like, doesn't fly through the air, but, like, moves a couple inches and falls onto her back. Okay. She just, like, lets out a, uh, and, like, goes kind of limp. Awesome. And that, uh, as far as you can tell, she's incapacitated and everything. So yeah, you you kind of check the room, the whole area, and you don't see any other people. All right, so now we've at least cleared it out. <laughs> and then suddenly, from upstairs, uh, like you all turn around, and Hornet and Mario just kind of fly down the stairs and hit and just smash through the box that Jade is in. Oh no! God damn it! Not helping. Jade, who like was like knocked over, but he was still inside of like where the box was. Uh, kind of crawls away for a moment, and Hornet gets up, and with, like, one last ounce of strength, just wails down on Mario and knocks him out. Yeah. And kind of just, like, slumps over on top of him. <laughs> you did good, Hornet. Thanks, Austin. And he's just, like, heavily sighing, and he puts up a, a big thumbs up. Is, uh, Jade, was Jade knocked out when- He's, like, crawling on his hands and knees actually down the hallway away from you guys. Not so fast, buddy. And then I use my water to drag him over to me. Yeah, the water swoops out, uh, fly fish style again, and wraps around his ankle and drags him. And he's, like, desperately trying to, like, get some traction on the ground, but he can't. And then he turns around and he goes, hi. Bethany, what do you- that I run over to Bethany? Because, you know, right. Okay. Is she still- Bethany is still tied up, right? (laughs) Right, right. Um, 
Like, she's not, like, gagged or anything, but she is tied up. I would like to untie Bethany. All right, the the knots aren't very strong. Like, it's kind of, like, really kind of crappy dollar store rope. So I untie her easily, and I go, like... And she grabs at her wrists, which are all, like, red. I was like, what the hell happened? I... I thought I could help. Okay, uh, next thing you want to help, maybe tell us you're trying to help. I knew if I would have said something, you wouldn't have let me tag along. I figured if I showed up when you got here, you wouldn't really have as much choice, but then they found me. I'm just glad you're okay, and I just gotta sit on the- I assume Bethany's still sitting on the bed, right? Uh, she wasn't on the bed, but, like, I'll say, yeah, she goes and takes a seat on the edge of it. I sit next to her, and I, I give Bethany a big hug. And I was like, I was really scared. But, like, you you see why helping- you helping was not a good idea now, right? <laughs> And she just starts crying, and she's like, I just, I just wanted to help. I just wanted to be a part of it, and I'm sorry that I made things worse, and I, and I, and I fucked it up. Uh, it's okay. We, uh, there are other ways you can help that, you know. Not so life-threatening. Yeah. Ruby's just, like, had, like, a, a case of adrenaline that's, like, wearing off now that Bethany is safe. So she's very tired and just, like, still, like, hugging on Bethany, like. Ah, that was scary. Did you- is it- is it done? Did you take care of them all? I think everyone in here. We're still waiting on a couple people to actually do the thing. Yeah, I don't think the drug deals actually happened. Although, should we heal him? <laughs> Point at Hornet. Oh, yes. Let's, uh, let's do that. And- and Bethany- and she checks her watch and it's uh, about quarter of ten. And she goes, they were just saying right before you guys showed up that they were moving the deal up. <gasps> They should be here any second. All right, yeah, I'm going to heal Hornet right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess you're a part of this now, Bethany. Uh, I'm going to give Bethany the gun. Do, do you know how to use that? That's point and shoot. It is not hard to use a gun. I, actually, at that point, Bethany hands it back and says, you use it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, then sit there. I'm going to heal Austin real quick. I'm going to roll for that. As you're walking out the door, though, to, like, take care of Hornet, you hear a screech of tires right outside. Oh, God. Okay, quick. And you hear a loud two honks. Is there a uniform that the Blue Cross gang wears? Not a specific uniform. Like, they're all kind of in, like, ratty clothes, and they wear the blue bandana. The blue bandana does have, like, a fairly intricate design that you can see on it. Like, not not super intricate, but, like, distinctive. Can I make the blue bandana? Yeah. Yeah, you can. It's not that complicated. You can make a blue bandana. Yeah, so I make the blue bandana, and I make us some, like, shitty clothes, <laughs> and I put, like, <laughs> well, like, you know what I mean, like, ratty clothes with, like, big hoods, and I put the, I have, like, okay, everyone put the bandana on so they, so we can, like, go out and go out there, blend in. And as they're doing that, because I'm recognizable, I'm going to stay in here and heal Austin. Yes. So, make your healing roll. Okay. Plus five would be twenty. He heals, but not quite as much as the last time, so he's still pretty pretty bruised up. Yeah. I mean, as long as he's, like... He's alive. Yeah. I would say down for the count right now. Okay. Just don't want him to die. We need him. Yeah, he's he's stabilized. Okay. Or is Ruby and Myra going outside? Is that what I got out of that? Yeah. No, I was trying to, like, blend in, and then I was like, do you guys... Okay, do you guys think we should go outside and deal with them out there, or try to get them to come in here? Deal with them out there, because we have, uh, you know, bodies in here. Bodies and rubble. I think we want to, like, take care of the situation before 
anything else can happen. Good thing I got good deception. Let's go. I, I think I have better deception than you, uh, Myra. I think I should t- do, the, do the talking. What is? What are you asking Bethany to do then? Bethany, do you want to like, like try to blend in out there or stay in here? What would you rather do? You've, you've been through some trauma, so I don't want to force you to do anything. I think I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. Fair. And she rushes off. And I'm going to tell Yardak, maybe put Austin in the bathroom with her. That way they don't like see him and try to hurt him. Yeah. Oh, in that case, then Bethany runs over and like kind of gets over under, under one shoulder of Austin and helps you like take him into the bathroom. All right. Being helpful. Being helpful. You set Austin down in the bathtub and. That's uh, what I was just thinking. That Austin should go in the bathtub. Yeah. And Bethany kind of just sits nearby and, and gives a thumbs up right before you walk out, Yardak. And then I give her a quick little two-finger salute, and I'm just like, be careful, and pull the door closed. Okay. You hear the honk again? Okay. I'm going out. All right, let's do this. I walk out. I assume Myra, walk like a normal person. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you mean slow motion. Yes, I can do this. When you walk out the door, there's a fairly nice, like, Escalade, all black, with the rims. My god, who's gonna be in this car? So when you walk out the door, the two of you? Mm Mm-hmm. A man in a... His outfit screams mid-level management. Okay. It's a fitted suit, but it's like not, this is not a Brooks Brothers suit. Yeah, yeah. And I go, you got, I'm just gonna go, you got the stuff? And he, as he gets out, he's got like a, a salt and pepper hair. Uh, it's slicked back, though. And he just goes, where's, uh, where's Ray and uh, the others? He took so long, they, they ended up falling asleep. I guess I have to make deception for that, right? Yeah, you're gonna need to make deception for that. 25 overall. All right. Uh, So yeah, he like straightens out like the front of his jacket and like buttons it up and he goes, lazy pieces of crap. All right. Not wrong. Uh, And he kind of motions to you to come follow him behind to the back of the SUV. Okay. And he pops open the trunk and inside you see like two big boxes. Each box is like the size of two shoe boxes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he pats on him and goes, this should be enough starter inventory for you for quite a while, I think. Get your get your folks a taste of the good stuff. And then he also, like, pats at a black bag next to them. And we've got some, uh, I'll say prototype weaponry for you to try out and see uh, see how your men like that. And then uh, two uh, rather large guys actually get out from either side of the backseat of the Escalade and come around back as well. Okay. Do you, uh, do you think we have a deal here? Yeah. All right. Where's my money? While this is happening, I would like to- can I try to subtly make something? Uh, there's gonna be a penalty for that, but I will let you make a roll, kind of like doing a trap. Okay. Because it's normally not a subtle thing. I would like to subtly make a very, like, just small needle. Where are you going with this? I thought you were gonna make fake money. (laughs) Well, okay, actually I'm gonna say like, oh, it's inside, I'm gonna- I'm gonna go get it. All right. Guess we'll wait out here for the moment. Hurry it up. I go in. There's no money in here that I missed, right? You didn't, like, search for any, uh, or any, you, didn't, you know, nothing that really stood out to you offhand. Okay. I guess this, this is the moment where I guess we decide how, how, uh, do I break the law by making straight up counterfeit money? Yeah. I mean. Okay, I'm going to make an investigation check before I do that first. Okay. I'm also going to ask Bethany, because she's been here for a while. Did you see any money? Uh, uh, I, I, well, I still roll the investigation check, actually. 
Yeah, okay. Um, ooh, that's good. Uh, I rolled a 19, and I don't have any skills in it, so. So remember, Bethany's in the bathroom, so what are you? Oh, I'm going to knock and say it's Ruby. Is it okay? Are they gone? Uh, not yet. I'm wondering, have you seen any money, any, and like, since you've been here? You know, I didn't see any money, but I saw them, like, they threw some bags underneath the, the bed in here. Okay, I'm going to look under the bed. It's some money. And you find two duffel bags full of cash. Perfect. Okay, and now we're, while we're in here, I would like to make a small needle. Okay. She really wants to stab these bitches. <laughs> no, I'm going to- No, 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 I, I don't, don't, don't explain. I actually want to see where you're going with this. <laughs> and to me, it's really logical where I'm going with this. That's what's really funny to me. I just want to say that I still think Ruby should- make fake money because i mean these guys are already breaking the law and you don't need to give them real money yes but i don't want the government to be like lock me up because i physically can't just make counterfeit well, money when, okay so question when you make when you create something is it forever yeah unless i take it away myself but if it's studied with any real if it's studied with any real vigor it's discovered that it's like not real like if she made a painting they would be able to tell pretty quickly it's not the real one Okay. So that would be a risk in case they wanted to check it. Yeah. So I'm going to give them the real money and go with my small needle. Okay, real quick, before you say that, though, the, also the thing that would be most noticeable is that all of her uh, money would have the same serial number. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yes, I'm going to go out with, my ba- with the bags and the small needle. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to come and I was like, here you go. You can count it if you want. And place it down. He unzips it and he kind of just rifles through it and like does that thing where someone flips through an entire wad of money. Yeah. Okay, I'm going, while he's doing this, I'm going to lean against the car and try to subtly pop their tire with the needle. Oh, see, when you said needle, I was thinking really small needle. Yeah, me too. You can't pop a tire with a small needle. I was thinking like... I also want to point out you cannot do this subtly at all. Yeah, no, you'd have to... Jam it in there. Okay. But if you want to try, if you want to try to stealth it, we can, we can, there's a penalty, but I'll let you do it. What if, wait, what, can you gen- generate like a like, sharp ass, like, screw and just put it near the tire? Like, generate it near the That is true. So that they would pop it when they leave? I would like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and generate a bunch of broken glass, a broken bottle right in front of the car. Okay. Okay, do I need to try to roll that? If you're trying to do it subtly, then yes. Yes. Actually, what you're going to roll is, uh, roll stealth, actually. 17. Okay, he's trifling through the money, and he, and you're able to, uh, generates into existence, uh, right next to the tire. Uh, almost, like, some of it is, like, jagged upwards, kind of propped towards the tire. Okay. And I would also, while we're here, just in case that doesn't work, I'd like to make note, uh, what is the license plate? Uh, you know it, a license plate of KXR1412. And I go, we good? And he uh, hands you the duffel bag full of weapons, and uh, one of the other guy grabs the boxes and hands them over to Myra. Thanks. Yeah, I think we're good here. When should we expect to hear about the next shipment? Not sure. Gotta check with the higher-ups. Smooth. I was about to panic. I'm gonna need you to make a deception roll on that again. Uh, 15 overall. Higher ups. Ray usually said he makes all the decisions around here. Yeah. Maybe I should go wake that. Maybe I should go wake that some bitch up. 
Ray likes to pretend that he's the one who's in charge. He's really not. Yeah, a lot of people like to make themselves seem more important than they are, am I right? Tell me about it. All right, fine. And he leans up against the car, and Myra and Ruby make a uh, perception check. Perception is nine, so 12. 22. Myra, you catch a brief glimpse of a tattoo, but you don't make out what it is. Uh, But Ruby, you see uh, very distinctly, it's like a diamond. It's cut in half, and one side is red, and the other side is black. Do I know this from anywhere? No, but it's just, it was very prominent on his wrist. I make a mental note of it. And he uses that arm, and he pulls open the the door of the Escalade and gets inside and says, All right, we'll be in touch soon, then. Okay. And they go to take off, but all of a sudden the tires run over the glass, and you hear a loud, distinct pop, and they go to get back out. What the fuck? Oh, no. Uh. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so they got out, and they're, like, looking at the tire, and what are you guys doing? I say as soon as they, like, we were, had started to start taking the merchandise inside. Okay. Uh, do you stop or do you go back inside? I'm going to pretend I didn't know, didn't notice. Okay. And go back inside. You hear, hey, hey, little girl, can you come, come back out here and help out? Little girl. What, one se- I'm just going to say, one sec, let me put this down real quick. Okay, and as you do that, uh, all of a sudden you hear a police siren. Even through the black drapes, you can see the uh, the red and, red and blues uh, flashing lights as a car a cop car pulls up behind. Am I already inside? You are already inside at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. I think maybe we should just leave and let them see this went down. I'm gonna say that I didn't go with Ruby when Ruby went inside. So when I hear the sirens and see the flashes, I'm gonna look at the guys and be like, "You're on your own," and run inside and tell Ruby. How are you running inside? No, not super speed running, because I don't want them to know that I'm a powered person. Okay. And you close the door, and you hear a police officer get out. Do, I, right, reckon- gonna- Do I recognize the the voice of the police officer at all? No, no. Okay. Yardak, the police are here. <laughs> Help. I don't know. Hey, Yardak, do you have Officer Winslow's number by any chance? I surely do. Um, I think maybe we should call him and let him know... What just happened, because... We stopped a drug and an arms deal. I guess let him know that. I'd rather not go to jail or any of us. I mean, some of the cops just showed up, and we don't want them to think the worst of what it looks like. Actually, when he answers the phone, he goes, Did you get my help? Oh, you you sent these guys? Uh, I sent someone who doesn't mind going off the books a little bit. So what do you guys do now? I said, ask Officer Winslow if it's known that we're going to be here, or, so, or should we, like, take off so we... We don't get, like, involved in this. Yeah. No, she knows. She knows. Okay. Oh, cool. We don't have to run away! Yeah, we can just step out. You also do a reminder, you are wearing, like, the clothes and the bandanas still. Okay! All the clothes that make us look like gang members are gone. Yeah. (laughs) I poof them away. Okay. I guess I'm going to look out the window and see if they're, like, in cuffs or anything yet. Yeah, so you see uh, another cop car pull up, and there's two officers... They're actually arresting the guys in the back seat, uh, and you see one of them pull out another duffel bag full of weapons from the back of the Escalade. Mm. So many weapons. Standing out there, kind of supervising you, you see she's a uh, rather average height, and she has, like, really, really dark, almost black hair pulled back with a headband. 
and she's wearing a very almost bright, I would say, uh, maroon leather jacket. But on her uh, hip, you can see a police badge. Uh, what do you guys do next? Uh, well, I was going to suggest that Yardak be the one to go and approach the uh, the female cop at first, because I don't like... I think she knows Yardak's working with people, but I think Yardak's the only person she knows to look at for. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, walk up to this uh, no-nonsense-looking police officer. She looks at you, and she recognizes you, and she reaches out her hand, and she goes, Mr. Ambassador, I'm Detective Zoe Shepard. Uh, greeting, Shepard. Uh, nice to meet you. You came here at a perfect time. Yeah, yeah. Winslow reached out to me. He knew uh, he doesn't tend to go outside of his jurisdiction, but I know that on occasion I I can rally the right people to help out with situations like this. I'm going to say I like went out with Yardak, and I'm just going to say... Thank you. We really appreciate this. And I'm back and I'm back in the mask and stuff. Okay. Uh my pleasure. And you are? A friend of Yardax. I uh I gotta be straight with her. I don't really have a hero name yet. And she pats you on the shoulder. It takes a while sometimes to come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> and so Shepard looks at you and goes, So I was told some kind of drugs? What's uh what happened inside? Well, they're drugs that make you stronger, and one of them took them, so there was a little bit of a, a scuffle inside. All right, am I, uh, and she has, like, two cops helping her, like, arrest the guys, who are, like, giving you all, like, some serious eyes now. Like, the guy, the, the, salt, and, the salt and pepper hair guy is kind of looking at you, like, he doesn't look 100% certain, but he looks like he has an idea of who he was just dealing with. We've seen these drugs in action, and they appear to give the consumer powers, so we really needed them not to be on the streets. Yeah, and as a heads up, watch out for a big guy inside. Also, they had guns and stuff, too. All right, well, we're going to confiscate what we find here. Uh, I think you said there was a big guy inside? Yeah, he's uh, one of the people that are under the effects of the slam packs. Yeah, and then there's... um. We have some more associates inside that are a little injured, so we're going to get get them out of here, get them some uh, medical attention. Yes, yes, absolutely. Go take care of them. Okay. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And she actually hands you her card and says, if you ever need help, I'm sure I can lend a hand. I really appreciate that. We all got to help each other out. All right. Uh, when you go back into the bathroom, it's actually just Bethany there this time. God damn it. Where did he go? <laughs> When when we heard the when we heard the sirens, he said he wanted to get out of here. They, they're friends. I, I don't like working with vigilantes. I just so I'm just gonna take out my phone and text Austin, dude. Where did you go? Oh, he he texts back, still trying to keep the legend alive. Oh, shut up! You're so dramatic. I'm just gonna send back a gift from the gift from Clueless, where's the girl going? Whatever. He must have an iPhone because he he laugh reacts to it. I think we should we should walk back to my van and get it back. I don't know. Alcohol would be nice, but my bartender which just has bullet holes in him, so Jack's not good enough for you? Uh, what time is it? Is the bar even still uh, open? It's like ten it's like ten thirty. Oh, okay. The bar's totally open. Of course that's what Ruby wants to do. That's always what Ruby wants to do. Ruby's not an alcoholic for the record. But she lives across from a bar, so it's easy to become one. So what, uh, what about the other two? Uh, Yardak, Myra, are you joining Ruby? Absolutely. Sure. Okay, I guess so we walk back to my van, and then I guess I drive it and just park it where I normally park it, you know, because I live there. And then we go into the bar. 
So yeah, when you go into the bar, Jack's just there waiting for you and he says, what'll it be, folks? Chapter 15, Step Up, Part 7. Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and radioed for backup by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free forever on all major podcast platforms. If you like what we do, please leave us a review on Podchaser. It helps more people find us, and maybe we'll even read your review in a later episode. This week's episode was brought to you by Meanwhile, the movie and comic collaboration, as well as Pope Brandon Brownson. Follow us on Facebook at MayhemCast. If you leave us some feedback with the MayhemCast hashtag, you might even show up as an NPC in a future arc. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.